Holy shit, that sounded a little loud to start off the episode. So sorry if that peaked your eardrums. If your eardrums popped because you had this episode so fucking loud. Or the thing that you were listening to before this was so soft that the volume was turned up and it sounded just a little too fucking loud. Happens, guys. I'm Jay Caps. You're listening to The World According to Jay Caps. And, uh... It's May already. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? 2022 just chugging along. Is the year going by too fast? Is the year going by too slow? How do you perceive time? Does time is time just going by? Are the years just passing you by? Or does life seem like a perilous slog where every hour feels like a year and um, there's no escaping it? I don't know. I think that my life goes slow. That's how I've experienced time. And um, thinking back on the last two years, I keep getting these Facebook notifications that say, hey, guess what? Two years ago, you said this. And honestly, dudes, I've been enjoying Facebook telling me about this stuff. Let me just share with you some... um, Four years ago on Facebook, I posted this and thought it was pretty funny. Let's see if you also think it's funny. Let's check out what I said. All right, two years ago on Facebook. Two years ago on Facebook, on May 2nd, 2020, I said, can't wait to ironically use the care emoji. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think that's I think that was great because what happened was on Facebook the care emoji came out and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to pretend to care about whatever thing that you have going on in your life. So, yeah, that happened on this day 2 years ago. And uh, on 4 years ago on Facebook, Facebook wanted to tell me that I said May 2nd, 2018, I said Elon Musk that guy is a squirrel, right? Or Elon Musk. That guy is a squirrel, right? One of those. I feel like that one didn't hit. Just in the room alone as I read it, I feel like that one didn't hit. I think I read it bad first. I got to perform these better. But anyway, I said that four years ago on Facebook. Also on this day four years ago, I said, those guys from Starbucks who got arrested only got $1 each. That's fucked up too, comma, I feel it's the system. I don't know what that was about, but it sounds good coming out of my mouth. I hope you're enjoying these Facebook memory one-liners, which may be a new theme of this show. Um, Essentially, this show is me killing time before I have to do all eight suggestions of what I should talk about on the show. So... Thank God that Facebook had a zill. Thank God that four and two years ago, I wrote wrote a bunch of stupid shit on the on the internet for me to read to you. Okay, on this day four years ago, May second, twenty eighteen, which I guess was the day that I used Facebook a lot. Um, I said, "How can all these people cause so many crimes just using web pages?" I don't know. I also think that that's true. I think, how do people use web pages to do crimes? And is it something that I can't get caught for? Because 
let's face it, in life, life is a bunch of things that in your own personhood, you feel, all right, well, I'm going to live in a way where I don't get caught for anything bad. And I think that barometer in each person is different. So some people think like they can't get caught for like really big crimes. And what happens is they get caught. But other people are like, you know what I cannot get caught for if like I don't return library books. If every time I go to the library, I'm committing a crime. I'm committing a, a crime of theft, which I can live with. Or, for instance, have you ever had the experience where uh, uh, Providence uh, shines upon you and you go to a store and they forget to ring you up and you get whatever you went there for free? That's what I call beating the system. And I love when that happens. But are you the type of person, be honest, uh, the type of person who's like, um, excuse me, you just didn't charge me for $132 worth of groceries. Really? You do that? Well, that's fucking stupid. All right? Stop doing that. You should just fucking be happy when magic happens in life. But anyway, <clears throat> regardless of how you, um, how you uh, behave when somebody forgets to charge you at a store, uh, how can all these people cause so many crimes using web pages? What was happening four years ago that there was a, an issue about this? That's a good question. Oh, maybe this is maybe this will. Um, <laughs> okay, so I said, is Cambridge Analytica some type of metal band? <laughs> you know what? Four years ago, it was different times. We were talking about Cambridge Analytica, not what are we talking about now? I don't know. But oh man, this was okay. So here's what I also said. Um, this was actually I'm gonna scroll past because I did have a good one. Um I was like, it is hot today, but the other day it was like cold. That was like anyway. <laughs> This is a stupid thing to get sidetracked on, but I thought it'd be funny. Anyway, Facebook, if you still have Facebook, probably right now they're telling you that years ago you were on Facebook and probably did you if you look back, did you have any brilliant um posts like those? Well, if you had, let me share some of them with me. Take a screenshot of some of your Facebook memories and send them into the show and maybe we'll read it on the show. Um I don't know why I just said that, but I always feel like if you bring something up on a show, why not let's share it and we all can play a game? You know, that's one of my main gimmicks that I'm, I think, failing with because if my main gimmick was to have people participate as an audience members of this show, um, I'm not doing a very good job of it. But you know what? I think that also this podcast is a way for me to like just chill and not obsess, obsess over a creative project, which, I mean, if you don't obsess, obsess of, over a creative project, is it, will it be good or do you need to be a complete maniac about your creative projects? This is something that I'm not sure in my own life where I stand. I tend to think that I have to go completely nuts and then and only then will the things I do be good. And if I just sort of like riff out and just do bullshit like I'm doing right now, then then um, the world will not smile upon me. Anyway, 
let's continue. Let's continue. Today is May 2nd. And, um, you know, I was I taught in the school and then I drove to the other school and taught. And, um, you know, it was a solid day's work. I was up at like six. I was in the freezing cold ass shower by, I think, like 640, which is a little late for me. But um, I don't know. It's very interesting. Like, uh, I've been pretty, uh, ve- like pretty, like uh, strict with myself with this new job. Like, I've I've gotten up super early. I've always I've never been late once. Um, and I think that's cool. I gotta say that in other jobs I've had, I was not like that. Uh, at my old job when I was a photographer, I was in open rebellion of working at all. I was like. Fuck this place. <laughs> no, but also they had uh, they had me flying around the world and like missing out on my entire life. I guess in a way it was giving me an alternative life of a guy who had to travel around the world at a moment's notice. Um, and the ramifications of that are like, you know, I felt like I was not doing the thing I was supposed to be doing at life and like kind of gave me a mental complex, which also made me do uh, my creative stuff really hard. So, and then the pandemic happened. So, have I said that on the show already? I guess so, yeah. So, sorry about that. I just tend to, you know, when you spend time, you know, I think the pandemic made us repeat a lot of shit. And I think that, you know, I know that everyone listening listens intently and knows, catalogs, everything I've ever said and has heard that one before. So, Let's open up the mailbag and look at the suggestions that we got. And we're going to go through the suggestions and we're going to take them really seriously. All right. We're going to really go in depth. Okay. First suggestion comes from Tales of Stellwagon. And he says, Edge Innovations, making robot Terminator dolphins for aquariums. Did you guys know about this? All right. So there's a company right now that is making animatronic dolphins to swim around in pools and do educational lessons because all the di- all the dolphins and killer whales have gone on strike and also are murdering anybody who comes near them in the tanks and so this one company has invented animatronic dolphins but the animatronic dolphins have brains they have like like Intel, like Pentium processors with MacBooks inside of them, and they're they're learning. They have Siri and everything, and they actually talk to the anyway. So this is a real thing. This company called Edge Innovations, and they um they're trying to like get in on the animatronic dolphin game. The thing about it though is the dolphin has to be plugged in. That's the only problem. Like if it's basically like a very realistic dolphin in a pool, freshwater pool, but then with a like a pretty lengthy cord that's pretty much hooked up to like a vacuum, like a pool vac. In fact, the dolphin is half animatronic interface with human humanity and pool vac. Because if you're gonna put something in a pool, why not just like kill two birds with one stone? Might as well everyone is gonna be mesmerized by this animatronic dolphin and then sleight of hand your whole pool is cleaned who's not going to want to buy that 
So this company has them. And Tales of Stellwagen is like, do you think that... Um, why did I... Uh, sorry, I accidentally hit the Seaberg music. This is what... <laughs> this is what... I'm just going to yes and it. It'll be like this. James, have you heard? Edge Innovations just made up an animatronic dolphin slash pool cleaner. No, I haven't even heard about that. Are you saying that I can get an animatronic dolphin for my for my indoor pool or or outdoor pool? Spencer, did you hear about that? Sorry, what did you call me before? I think I called you George or some other type of 1950s name. I thought we were going to do a scene together. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not did I not yes and having a name in this scene? I'm sorry. What am I George? Here, say it again. Uh, hold on. Let me start the music again. George, did you hear about this new thing, Edge Innovations? Did you hear about the dolphin, George? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I was. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot. Here, try again. I'm just. I, now I'll, I'll respond to George. I'm sorry. I fucked the beat up. Bit up. I'm sorry. You. You. All right. All right. Let me start. Stop. Hold on a second. All right. Uh, hold on a second. Let me try again. Um, because I need a different Seaberg music. Now everyone's heard that one. All right. Hold on, Spencer. Yes? How about I just call you in the scene Spencer? How about? Okay, yeah, that's good too. All right. Spencer, did you hear about this new thing from Edge Innovations about robot Terminator dolphins? You're going to be able to get a robot dolphin for your pool. No way! That sounds excellent. You know, my daughter, her favorite animal is dolphins. So... Having a life-size animatronic dolphin for my outdoor pool, that might be just the thing. And her fourth and her fourth birthday is coming up, Spencer. You don't wanna you don't wanna miss out on a great prize for her, for her. No, I wouldn't want to miss out on a great prize for my daughter. Thank you, Edge Innovations, for making a robot terminator dolphin for aquariums. That's pretty great. No, I'm all for it. So, um, Tales of Stellwagon, if you're wanting to know how J-Caps, the world according to J-Caps, Spencer Fulton Baird, how we feel about the um, Edge Innovations company making the robot dolphin slash pool cleaner, pool vacuum, um, I think that you already know that we're going to say it's awesome and we give it a ding. So, thank you so much, Tales of Stellwagon. That was a lot of fun. Um, okay, next suggestion comes from... I like mayonnaise, and the suggestion just says Johnny Depp. All right, Johnny Depp. Now, um, I heard that Johnny Depp got his ass whooped by his hot babe girlfriend, uh, Jessica Hurd or something like that. Jennifer Hurd? I don't know what her name is. Um, I think it's Amber Hurd. Yes, Amber Hurd. Thank you. It's either Amber Heard. I'm pretty sure it's Amber Heard now that now that you say it. Um, but I swore that it was Jessica Heard. Is there a Jessica Heard? No, there's a Jessica Beale. Um, oh yes, Jessica Beale. I I actually love Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale, I remember her as being um unattainably hot looking when I was like twelve years old or something like that. I was like, wow, that's a an extraordinarily hot woman. Yes. That's a great reference. I wonder what she looks like now. I think she's like 40. You know what? She probably is still a like unattainably hot looking babe, I bet. 
I think that I think I'm going to I'm going to wager. I'm going to wager that she's still super hot. But Jessica Biel is not, as you said, Amber Heard, meaning that I don't think Jessica Biel ever whooped anybody's ass like while they were going out. Yes, Jessica Biel. She went out, I believe, with the guy from InSync. The guy from InSync. His name is um, fuck. What the hell is that guy's name? J- um, not J.C. Chazes. Yes. What if I happened to J.C. Chazes? I have no idea. I haven't thought about when I think about InSync. I think J.C. Chazes and the other guy who's way more famous than him. Yes, the guy who dances like Michael Jackson. What the hell is that guy's name? He was married to um, Britney Spears, right? Yes. Um, this guy's name. What's his name? He's a very famous. Justin Timberlake. Yo, Spencer, you are on fire with remembering people today. It's uncanny. You're like two for two. First, you remembered Amber Heard, and then you remembered Justin Timberlake. Yes. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel both start with J. But Amber Heard, the name starts with A. So it would be good if we found, if what if instead of Justin Timberlake, Amber Heard and Andrew Timberlake? What do you mean? What do you mean, what if? Like, what do you mean, what if? I mean, what if, see, I said Amber Heard, I guessed that one, but then we couldn't figure out just Justin Timberlake's name. So what if, because that was the name that we couldn't figure out, what if we, we changed his name to Andrew Timberlake? Yeah, I, th- I, see, <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's a good point. Yeah, or like what you're saying is like, what if Justin Timberlake's name was like Arthur Timberlake? Yes, so that everyone whose name we can't remember... Their, their name starts with A. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up, Spencer. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So anyway, we're talking about Johnny Depp, whose name starts with a J. Yes. But hear me out. If we couldn't remember his name, then his name could be something like Anthony Depp. Yes, right, exactly. But we were able to remember his name because it was suggested to us by I Like Mayonnaise. Yes, that's right. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry, I forgot to put on my accent for a moment. Okay, so Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp has gotten his ass whooped by Amber Heard, but also he, I think that she shitted in his bed, like intentionally to be, to like uh, show dominance. That's a very that's a very animal planet style of uh, behavior. I think it's cool. I'm gonna go on a limb, and I know a lot of don't, people don't think this way, but I think what Amber Heard did was cool. And if you're if you got your back against the wall and somebody's really fucking with you, I definitely think you should shit in their bed. Like maybe people don't understand the reasons why she did it, but like when you're making a decision like that. You got to weigh all the options. You got to think like, I have no choice. This person is not even listening to me. How can I fucking once and for all get their attention? Like this, they're not, because like, you got to think like, I don't know what exactly was going on between them. They were, seemed like they were married. 
I don't know. You can't even like compare yourself to a a guy like Johnny Depp. Or if you couldn't remember his name, Anthony Depp. Yeah. Like these guys, like I remember listening to his testimonial. I, I saw a piece of his testimonial on um what is it, Instagram? And let me just say that Johnny Depp's head looks like a fucking skeleton from another planet. Yes, I actually noticed this too. There's one thing that I've taken from this whole debacle with Amber Heard shitting in Johnny Depp's bed. Besides the fact that chill, she was she had a reason for doing it. But that Johnny Depp's head looks like Skeletor from He-Man. Yeah, Skeletor from He-Man is exactly what I was going to say because Skeletor was a skeleton. He had a skeleton head, but what appeared to be a blue-skinned body. Now, Johnny Depp, on the other hand, does not have a blue-skinned body, but he does have a skeleton's head. And the weird thing is, is I don't remember him being a skeleton, except when he was in Edward Scissorhands, where he was kind of a skeleton. Actually, when he was in Edward Scissorhands, he looked like a cross between a skeleton and the guy from The Cure and Skeletor from He-Man. Yeah, but like, I don't know, Skeletor from He-Man didn't have like a zipper shirt. You ever notice that sometimes, when the hell did zipper shirts become a thing? I guess it's like, when was the zipper invented, first of all? And also, when did people go crazy with zippers? Because I feel like zippers got invented way early. I feel like zippers were solidly had to, had to have been invented by the 30s, right? Yes, I mean, I think in the 20s, people didn't have zippers. Maybe they had little zippers. Wait a second. You know what? I think in the 20s they had zippers. But in the 1910s, they didn't have that many zippers. Yes, exactly. In the 1910s, zippers were very hard to come by. And by the 1920s, they started having better production. And then somehow by the 30s, people had, people had more zippers. I don't know. You know what? Maybe we're wrong because when I think about it, I still feel like when I think about the 30s, I feel like people are still fastening a lot of things with buttons. I mean, I think buttons were dominant, but zippers might have been coming in. Yes, and don't forget about the economic collapse that happened in the 1930s, making zippers a hot commodity. And I would assume that only the richest people had zippers, just like the only the richest people might have had telephones at that time. And yet... You know, when you think about the movies that were made in the 1930s, like it's often a lot of times from the perspective of super fucking wealthy people. Like a lot of movies in the 30s, like that came out pre-code, had like ex basically people living on the edge, partying like it was 1999, partying like it was 1929, the year that the stock market broke and everyone was wiling out back then. Yeah, but now when you think back to those movies, do you remember any zippers? Do you remember seeing any zippers? Well, I'm thinking of Barbara Stanwyck. I'm thinking of some of her pre-code movies, like um, I can't think of any of them off the ha offhand right now. Maybe the one where she like fucks her way to the top of the uh, to the um, 
the buildings like she she's uh she she moves up the corporate ladder yeah what the fuck's that na- now she wore a lot of gowns in that movie but did the guys have zippers you know caps this might be a tangent where we we're not going to find an ending but we have something that we could come back to which we had started which was Johnny Depp remember that um yeah i remember by the way, I don't think we've introduced you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't already know, Spencer Fullerton Baird, everybody. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be on the it's so nice to be on not a Patreon episode. I'm always on the Patreon episode. Never on the never on the main show. Well, you hosted. You hosted like a couple episodes ago. That was like ten episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, you're right. Let's get back to this Johnny Depp thing. So, first of all, um, his head looks like Skeletor. We said that already. Just can, can, go past that. Go past the part with his head looking like Skeletor. Okay. So, um, I mean, what? I mean, what else do we have to say about him besides that he's a bitch and he got his ass whooped by Amber Heard, um, or if we couldn't remember her name, Jessica Heard, right? But, um. You know what else? What else can we say about it? I feel like he he could have broken up with her. Maybe he was. Why didn't he break up with her before she shit in the bed? Like maybe like between the first and second ass whooping. Why do you think that is, Spencer? Hmm. What what was what was the question? Why would Johnny Depp not break up with the girl after? She whooped his ass like three times, like th- third time getting your ass fully whooped, just getting getting your clock cleaned, just like totally getting your ass kicked and not and not leaving the relationship. Well, um, you know, maybe she really had good pussy. That's a good that's an interesting that's an interesting angle. So you're saying that like, well, you know. As we said, um, although he is a rich and famous guy, his head does look like a skeleton. Yeah, but you know what, though? I feel like Johnny Depp could pretty much get any woman he wants. Do you really think so? I really have no perspective on it, but I'm sure like he's a famous guy who's like super charming. And then like... I don't know. Also, like, if you're super wealthy, I don't, I mean, I, I would assume that you're, you're insanely wealthy. Like, one of the things, and I was watching his testimonial, and he was saying that he said after she, I think, whooped his ass, like, for the last time, just using his head straight up like one of those punching bags, like, boppity, 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 just popping him in the head, like, nonstop, just in fact, I wonder if like his head is so puffy from taking so many knocks by that girl. But anyway, she was going boppity 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 with his head, and then she was like, and then he was like, "I'm actually, we're done. We're actually." He actually finally did break up with her, and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna go to my like my other house." And then he drove off, and he got lost because he like had 15 other houses and couldn't figure out where to go, so he was just confused. And then he was like driving around in circles for like eight months. And then his servant, he has a servant and his servant texted him and he was like, yo, Johnny Depp, I have to show you this picture. It's fucked up. Um, 
and it turned out that the girl had taken a shit in that house like eight months before, and the shit was just sitting there like a turd in the room, and it actually made that house uh, have to be sold because it got like the shit smell got into the walls, it got into like the air, like the air duct, and all the shit particles like created like a blossom of fungi that lived inside the house. So listen, if you ever shit in somebody's bed, it could potentially be it could it could potentially go out of hand. An un an untaken care of shit could ruin like in this case like ruin a relationship because I think that um that's the reason why Johnny Depp was finally like, you know what? I have to tell the cops about this because I feel like after taking so many ass whoopings and getting my house shitted on, now that's like, not only like am I emotionally fucked up from this whole thing, but now financially because I got to sell this house. So, um, you know, but again, like, and this is the big thing. Like, what about from her perspective? Like, could it be, is it possible that there's something that we haven't heard yet, like ha- something that we haven't Amber heard yet. <clears throat> yes, Caps, I hit the buzzer for that one. Don't ever say something like that again. I'll take over this whole show. All right. Well, I mean, I just thought it was like, it's like I am. Uh, did Johnny Depp go? Um, hey, just text the girl. <laughs> text the girl and be like, I Amber heard you shit in my bed. <clears throat> Shut up, Caps. That's stupid. That's not worth that's not worth this discourse right now. That's silly. That's silliness. Heard 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 you shit in my bed. It does it is fun. I, I'll admit that. It is kind of fun to say that. Anyway, that's what we have to say about Johnny Depp. And yes, we might not have the right perspectives on it, but this is like what we think about it. Actually, before we go on, let's just do this for a little bit. Hey, Caps, did you hear about Amber Heard? She shit in Johnny Depp's bed after beating the ever-living shit out of him. You don't say, Spencer. Where did you hear about that? I didn't. I didn't even hear about it. Just somebody asked me to talk about it on this show, and I had to find out what they were talking about. I actually don't give a shit about Johnny Depp one one way or the other. One time when I was nine years old, I saw that movie, Edward Scissorhands, and I haven't thought about him since. That's crazy. Well, isn't it a crazy world? He ended up having sex with a girl called Amber Heard, and then she just kicked his ass a bunch of times and shit in his bed. That's crazy. Anyway, let's go on to the next suggestion. All right, that was pretty great. Nice, nice work, Spencer. All right, let's go on to the next suggestion. Okay. Adam Cloud. Also, let's just say Adam Cloud. Let's say Adam Cloud. Let's just give a big shout out to all the people who have suggested suggestions so far. I like mayonnaise. Uh, that's a, a friend from the Sterable Festival. Check out her web series, Dog Walk. Um, Tales of Stellwagen. This guy is an artist. He carves whales. Check out his Instagram. And Adam Cloud. Adam Cloud just hitting this button again. The studio audience is going nuts. But Adam Cloud, friend of the show, longtime friend and longtime uh, 
like we I've traveled the road artistically with uh, Adam Cloud since we were like teenagers in the Long Island indie rock scene. But he sends us a slew of suggestions. And uh, what the, his first suggestion is talk about how I confused Monterey Jack for Pepper Jack on the Cheese Wars episode. And um, all right. All right, Adam, I just want you to know how this podcast works. Um, everything I say on here is just a string of nonsensical thoughts that I just allow myself to say. Um, sometimes it feels weird. Sometimes I'm talking into this microphone and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I could even think of. But you know what? I say it anyway. And uh, when you do that, sometimes you confuse Monterey Jack for Pepper Jack. I mean, when that happens, you have to name the episode The Cheese Wars because you just said a bunch of stupid shit and you're actually going to put it on the internet, you know? So anyway, that's pretty much what happened. Um, not all the things I say are going to be funny or good. And um, that's our commitment here at The World According to J-Caps. So now Adam Cloud has another suggestion. And this is a more, um, this is a suggestion that is more attuned to people who are in the biz. And when I mean the biz, I mean the biz of the filmmaking biz, like me and Adam Cloud. See, what I'm what you call a, a filmmaker, okay? That means I make films. That means I take my camera out and I put it on a tripod. And I know this some of this terminology is going to like go over your head a little bit. But what I do is I take the camera uh, and I put it on a tripod. And then I take a microphone out and I attach it to the camera. And then I turn a light on. And then... I stand in front of the camera and I also almost like this podcast. I just say nonsensical bullshit, just pure nonsense. And then I take the SD card, which is what an SD card. Let me explain this to you. So what cameras have is they not, they don't use film anymore. In fact, believe it or not, cameras haven't used film for like 15 to 20 years. They their film actually doesn't even exist anymore. I think film stopped being used in the Y2K, I believe. I believe that was the problem, was that in Y2K, all forms of analog media would stop working. Like, um, record players wouldn't work. Um, what do you call? Ringers on phones, if it was the old school ringer, it wouldn't work. Um, trumpets won't even work after Y2K. Um, what's, a, what's some other tools? Oh yeah, film. Film, automatically, it's like you expose it to light. In Y2K, film won't even work in cameras. Uh, tape, uh, VHS stopped working. Um, what else? Uh, CDs also have never worked since Y2K. What are other medias? that? So that was what people were afraid of. It turned out that Y2K actually didn't take away those medias. They were actually still able to be used. But it was touch and go there for a while. And... One of the things that did, um, so anyway, just to say, just a shorthand to say that I'm in the film industry and I make videos and I make films, okay? So um, Adam Cloud asks, and this is a film industry question, he goes, pitch first and write later or write first, pitch later? And um, as you know, I went to the Starable Festival and I actually pitched first, but I actually had written first and pitched later. So 
I pitched something that I had written. So, and Adam wants to know if I pitch first and write later. So, I really only ever wrote first and pitched later because I just went to this festival and was part of a pitch competition where I went up on stage in front of 80 people and then three industry executives sat in judgment of me and I took a microphone and I pitched a show called Mares and Caps. But as Adam asks, pitch first and write later or write first, pitch later, I actually, even though those execs were seeing me for the first time, I was actually pitching later because I had written first, written a web series with Marianne Bayard of Mares and Caps of Killing It, friend of the show, my one of my best friends, if not my best friend, probably my, be- probably my best friend. Um, yes, uh, Mares and I, with the help of Jim Mercurio, wrote first Mares and Caps, and then pitched later. Now, Adam Cloud asks me if I pitch first and write later, and that's something I have never done. Will I ever do that? Who knows? Will I get to pitch again? And if I do, will I pitch first and write later? You know, it's a mystery. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. And and if I were to pitch first, what would I pitch first? Would I pitch um, a, a, a comedy movie? What would I even pitch first? I think I got to write first and pitch later. I think... I think... Write first, pitch later might be how I feel about it. But I'll tell you this. This part, this podcast is a pitch first and write later because nothing on this podcast is written. So, And that's why we have episodes like The Cheese Wars, which is where I, believe it or not, my funny gag on the episode The Cheese Wars, as Adam Cloud recalls in his last suggestion, was I confused Monterey Jack for Pepper Jack Cheese. A horrendous mistake, as having cheese knowledge is a cornerstone of American society, and my great faux pas by mentally scrambling the cheese that that of of thinking that pepper jack is anything like Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay cheese. I don't even know. I here's what I think: Is Monterey Bay cheese? Does it have brown? And red like peppers inside of it? Or is that pepper jack? I always thought thought Monterey Bay Jack cheese was also had stuff in it. There's a whole bunch of cheeses, what I would call the alternative cheese category, with a like, have you ever heard of like Havarti style cheese? And it like has yellow and orange swirls in it. And then have you ever heard of what is that little type of cheese? Brie cheese? Do you know brie cheese? It's like fucking crust. It's like white cake crust. And then like fucking what looks to be like flan, but you go to taste it and it's some fucking gooey cheese and you think you're eating flan and you're like, oh God, what the hell happened here? You're like, putting powdered sugar on it and like honey and then you fucking eat it and you're like am i having an aneurysm like what's going on how did how did i how did i fuck this up right 
But that might be something that I'm afflicted with. Maybe I have cheese dissociative disorder, whereas I don't understand what cheeses taste like what or look like what. Like, you know how some people can be dyslexic? And like, you know how some people can be colorblind? Maybe I'm cheese blind. You know, it's not easy growing up in normal cheese literate society and being cheese blind. You know, it's like you go and order a bagel and you're like, can I have bacon, egg, and cheese? And then you walk away and you're like, shit, dude, I meant to say bacon, egg, and cheddar. But I fucked up now. He's already half made it. And you can't scrape off American cheese. Anyway, so that's the kind of shit that I have to live with. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm like a huge victim in society or anything, but like I'm getting made fun of on my own podcast for messing up pepper jack cheese and Monterey Bay jack cheese. Like it's just tough, you know, to like reconcile all the different cheeses in the world. All right. Anyway. So thank you so much, uh, Adam Cloud, for that great suggestion. Um, Also, Adam Cloud, being a guy who really helps the podcast out by suggesting things, because without the suggestions, what the hell would I talk about? I would probably just get Spencer, Fulish, and Baird on here, and um, I don't know, we would just try to forget people's names, and then remember them with an A name. Yeah, that's... That's a good idea. That's like the probably the best idea we came up with this whole show. So, um, all right. So, Mar- so I had put a post on Instagram where I had or I asked you guys for suggestions, and then I put the song by the Smiths, "Shoplifters of the World Unite," which last time I checked is a pretty awesome song, and I really dig it. Um, anyways. Adam Cloud took offense to me putting Morrissey. Um, but he asks, he asks, Morrissey is now is considered a xenophobe, and I'm supposed to hate his art, but I grew up with Morrissey almost as much as I did Weird Al, Michael Jackson, and Santana. Oh, okay, so he's saying it's... He's also saying it's good. He's he's telling me I'm bad for putting, Morris, putting Morrissey. Who... Morrissey, by the way, I know you're like, what do you... Who is this Morrissey guy? But... The lead singer of the Smiths is actually a guy named The Morrissey. And he is the one that Adam Cloud is referring to. Because I put on a I put the music of a band called The Smiths. But what happened was the guy Smith is not even in that band. The guy, the Morrissey, is in that band. And he's the guy who said shoplifting was okay to do. In that song, he's like, fucking, let's shoplift. Shoplifters of the World Unite, which, if we're going to be honest, it's actually bad to do that. It's actually against, because you're shoplifting and that's somebody's business, you know? Like, that might be, I mean, sure, it might be a corporation. Like, you might have be shoplifting from Target. Sure, who are you hurting? The corporate office, right? You're not hurting the worker, really. But if you steal from, like, you know, the candy store, the 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 soda fountain on the corner. Like, you know your local soda fountain? Like, that's in the pharmacy? Like, if you steal, like, a pack of, let's say, I don't know, ba- like, um, Bayer aspirin from from the, um, you know, from the corner store, from the, soda, from the soda fountain, that's hurting the small business, you know? 
And it's like shoplifting is bad. But yet the Smiths, with the lead singer, the Morrissey, he condones shoplifting. So he's this guy is a this guy is a um an unsavory character, I just want to say. And um it turns out that the guy Morrissey, he he doesn't just stop at at shoplifting because he goes on to become a xenophobe, apparently. Which I don't know what a xenophobe is. It sounds like a video game or like a manga or some type of Xeno Gears. It sounds like Xeno Gears. Or what the hell is that? There's a there's like some I think it's Xeno Gears. It's something that takes place in space and it's like anime. And I mean, I always felt like um the Smith's music was like it was kind of futuristic. It almost sounds like it's ahead of its time. But who knew who knew that it was all the way ahead to be coming from the space from future? Because I don't know when it's going to happen, I guess because of Elon Musk. But Elon Musk, who I think this guy is a squirrel or something like that, but he, um, his goal is to transport every man, woman, and child into space. Um, and maybe, um, I don't know, like maybe in that future that he's envisioning, a guy like, that's where the guy like the Morrissey comes from, and that's maybe that maybe the the cartoon show Xeno Gears, maybe that that xenophobe, he's afraid the Morrissey's afraid of that future. That's what he's afraid of the future, and so he's not. So he, you know, it's just like Amber Heard. Like you got to understand, a lot of times maybe Amber Heard was scared shitless. Maybe she was afraid of for her life from Johnny Depp, and um. He and then that's what made her shit. She made she literally shit herself. People say that I am so scared I I shit myself. But you don't know. Maybe Amber Heard was about to, was like at the point of shitting herself for some reason. I don't know. I don't know why she would be afraid. I mean, she could obviously take Johnny Depp. But what is the Morrissey afraid of? He seems to be a xenophobe, is what. Uh, Adam Cloud is saying. See, I I knew nothing of this because I, as I said, I was into the the Smiths. And I actually thought that every guy in the band was named Smith. And I never heard of this Morrissey guy. So I feel like almost like my innocence have been stolen because first off, I loved that band from when I was a kid. And I I was under the impression they were called the Smiths. And now there's this the Morrissey. And it's he's also into like this video game that I never watched. I heard about it. I had a girlfriend who knew about it, the Xeno Gears, but I don't know anything about it. Like to be honest, I could never fully. There was a few animes that I could vibe out with, but it was just like a thing that, you know, I didn't go full hog. What are the things that you go full hog for? You know, I I say what do I go full hog for? I go full hog for animals. I think. No one could deny that, that I, that I, in my life, went full hog for animals. Going full hog and going whole hog, same thing. But if you go whole hog, or if you go full hog, what do you think, Spencer? Full hog or whole hog? Whole hog? I'm going whole hog. I'm going full hog. I think I prefer going whole hog. Yeah. 
That's true. Whole hog does sound good. Whole hog seems like we're cooking the hog, whereas full hog seems like the hog is still alive. Full of life, you know? Yes, I suppose full hog implies a hog that is on some type of weigh station, and we're weighing the hog out. How many kilograms it weighs? Hundreds of kilograms. Yes, but when we say whole hog, the hog has already been cooked and is now on the spit, right? I like how you said that. You gave it a little my flair, the spit. Yeah, I know. Sometimes sometimes your accent rubs off on me. And yours mine. Sometimes I can't tell if you're talking or I'm talking. All right, so that so we covered Morrissey, and now we got um, another suggestion from uh, Adam Cloud, who really, let's just give Adam, God damn it, thank you for bailing this episode out. Jesus Christ, I would have been sunk if it weren't for your suggestions, because I really have nothing to talk about. Um, but LA Public Transit versus NYC Public Transit. So as you know, like two weeks ago now, becoming a smaller and smaller blip in my rearview mirror, I attended the Sterable Festival, Web Series Festival. Thank you, thank you. And as you know, I was up for two categories, Best Writing for Grading Animals and also Best Documentary Slash Reality Series. Unfortunately, they couldn't... They couldn't uh, nominate me for comedy. And for that, I feel like a total failure. But I did go, and I also did the pitch competition, which I told you about before. So Adam Cloud is referencing my now... Now I'm a old hand at, when it comes to uh, L.A. You can say I've gone whole hog on Los Angeles. Um, but, so he asks, what L.A. public transit versus NYC public transit... And as you know, I was there for four whole days, and um, I actually never used the public transit. Um, so I'm going to say it doesn't exist. Uh, but I did walk around L.A. I tried to walk from one area in Burbank to another area in Burbank. And I was walking down one road for 40 minutes and it said I still had an hour to go, and I got a little sunburned on my nose, and my shoes got all dirty, and lined up on the side of the street was a million people who also were were like living in cars. And then I was like, I have to go and take an Uber. So then I called up an Uber, and they picked me up, and the guy was listening to one of the best jazz channels. It sounded like this. I'm just driving around through L.A., looking at stores, looking at different places. I'm thinking, this is how it's done, y'all. I'm fucking using public transit, a.k.a. Uber, a.k.a. cars that the public can order on their phone. And I'm getting to finally see the sights. They're driving me to a Target. And I'm going to go in that Target and buy deodorant because I forgot on this trip to buy deodorant and I was going to have to be around people and I didn't want to have like putrid stank underneath my pits so this Uber was playing this awesome jazz and um, it just it just really it felt like home so 
I don't know. When and New York City public transit, on the other hand, on the other hand, New York City public transit, which um, I'm proud to say that I haven't been on since before the pandemic. Thank you so much. Yes, the pandemic changed my life, and I basically have not gone on the Long Island Railroad. I have not gone on a subway. I have not taken a taxi. So basically, double double homicide on me taking public transit whatsoever. That's public transit zero, J-caps two. Awesome. All right, so the next suggestion we got is Epic Music. Shout out, Epic Music. Also, everybody who suggests something for this show, just know that you will get an applause break from a button on my soundboard app. Um, But it does feel good, right? Anyway, Epic Music, check his music out. Check out, uh, I believe he's Bronx Rapper. And he's great. I have his album. He sent it to me. It is great. It's a great rap album. Here's the thing. Everybody, or not everybody, but there are so many, so many great artists that just don't get their due. There's just too much good art, even on the channels that we have now. Like, you can watch um, like Hulu, Netflix, not so much Netflix anymore, they're out of business, but you know Amazon... HBO, Showtime, and to be honest, there are a lot of excellent shows, like many, many shows that are all worth watching, all great artists, and then outside of that locus, there's even more great shows, and there are just so much great art going on, and we are living in a time where art making has become democratized. It's just hard to carve out in one's life the time to make great art, and that's why it requires so much sacrifice. But nonetheless, um, you know, uh, what was I going to say? There's great music too, and epic music also makes great music. So let's just say that, uh, let's just do his suggestion, which is grading babies, my votes for Asians at the top. And you know what? I'm going to have to agree with that because, you know, if you didn't know that today is actually, I think, Asian, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Appreciation Day. And it's true. Like, we should, we should like, acknowledge that they, they do have some beautiful babies. And um, all babies are beautiful. But for, for the Appreciation Day, we're going to just, like, also acknowledge, like, they're exceptionally beautiful babies. And, you know... Like, not, like, just, you know, in an up-and-up type of way. Like, you're appreciating the babies, not like, oh, they're beautiful. Like, that's gross. And also, that's something that we are, we do not condone, we don't condone finding babies sexy. Asian or otherwise, that's not what our thing, and that's not what Epic Music meant when he said grading babies. Um, He was just meaning, like, wholesomely appreciating the beauty of babies. I think he was saying he wanted to appreciate Asian babies. Um... That's mainly what he says suggestion here, but I just happening to like do this podcast on Asian Hawaiian and Pacific Islander Appreciation Day. I am just like, yeah, you know what? Like, let that. That's like an ironic happens to be coinciding um, harmonic convergence that those two things are happening on the same day. 
So yes, let's just say we agree and we condone that. And that, and I'm going to grade them an A, A plus, right? A plus, probably the highest grade I know of. A plus plus, but I would say that depending on what district you're in, A plus plus doesn't mean anything. I think A plus is a hundred, which is a perfect score. A is. I'm going to have to say A is nine, anywhere from 90 to 95. Maybe. Now, let's say some districts would say that A++ is 96. A++ is 97. A++ is 98. A++ is 99. And A++++ is a 100 perfect score. Whereas I tend to say A plus is 100. But again, you can decide how you want to grade. And I'm going to say Asian babies get an A plus. So again, um, moving on, brought, not to be outdone, my suggest, by the way, people who suggest shit for this show, all talented motherfuckers, check it out. We had um, Tales of Stellwagon suggesting about edge innovations. That guy is a great sculptor of whales, and he's also a great artist. Then we have I Like Mayonnaise, who is a fellow filmmaker and has a web series that I actually saw, and yes, it's good. It's called Dog Walk. And then we have the multi-instrumentalist filmmaker and guy who's in the industry and also guy who doesn't like the Morrissey, Adam Cloud. And that guy, he's in bands. He also is a filmmaker and a producer. He does all that shit. Then we have Epic Music, right? Who's a rapper, famous rapper. But not to be outdone by all of those talented ass motherfuckers who took time out of their busy lives to suggest something for this podcast. But we have Bry Polar, who, I don't know if you guys know this shit, but earlier this year, I directed their music video for their song, Raised by Wolves. And I shot it with my camera. In fact, I might get a little technical on you guys, but what happened was I rented out a space and their band came down and brought their equipment and I put my camera on a a special tripod and just try to follow me. And I also rigged up some lights. I rigged them, right, with using rigging. And then the band didn't actually have to be playing during the video. See... This is a thing that a lot of people don't know about. When you do, when you shoot, when you're a filmmaker like me and you shoot a music video, the band actually doesn't have to be playing at the same time as the video because, in a special type of technology, what you can do is you can actually take away the sound from a video and then you could overlay a different sound on it. Believe it or not, that's most times when you watch a movie, that's what they did. A lot of times in movies, the stuff you're seeing, it's not even real. It's like it's already planned and, and figured out. It's not even unfolding, even though it looks very much like most shows you watch look like they really happened. And it may surprise you that shows like everything from Game of Thrones to Jurassic Park to like, um, like Breaking Bad, none of that stuff actually happens the way it does. It's all pre-planned out. That's like called the magic of filmmaking. One of the things they plan out is even the people are not even talking. Everything is lip synced. So music bands do do lip syncing too. 
Um, and I only bring that up because Bry Polar, who I shot their music video and who they didn't play live during the video, even if you watch it, it sounds like they're fucking rocking out. He's also in a great band. Just to show, just to like give myself clout that basically if you are um, suggesting things for this video, then best be having some creative shit that you do because, no, actually anybody can suggest things uh, for the potty, you know? I just I want all suggestions. Otherwise, I have nothing to talk about. Otherwise, I have to go and look back in old Facebook posts, which is um, you know, not as funny because um, because like it's like old. You don't remember what they were talking about. So anyway, Bry Polar asks, "Do we want a Bill and Ted meet Harold and Kumar crossover?" Hell yes, we do. Um, for those who don't know, Bill and Ted are a guy who. It's two guys. It's one guy, he has yellow hair, the other guy has brown hair, and they sit on a couch every single day, and they watch music videos. A lot like Bry Polar. This is probably where he thought of, thought of the idea. So uh, Bill is, uh, he has brown hair, and he has like kind of an, like an, his lips go up over his braces, and Ted has blonde hair. And he has sort of like his cur- blonde curly hair, and he laughs at everything. And he, they're both stupid idiots. They're both stupid morons who like like who like heavy rock, and they're kind of dickheads. They're kind of dork dickheads. Um, now Harold and Kumar are different guys. Harold and Kumar are two guys. One guy is from another place, like he's a, he's. Um, I think he's from overseas. I think he's from somewhere in Europe. And the other guy actually is from Chicago. They're cousins. So what happened was Harold, he has um, Kumar come over his house. And what happens is Kumar, he used to live on this place called Mipos Island. And he like is, his frame of reference is so fucking bonkers that he can't like, it's like normal Chicago society, like eating hot dogs, like eating deep dish pizzas, going to Cubs games, um, working at like uh, like an insurance, you know, stuff that you do in Chicago, like go to improv comedy nights, like your basic your basic normal day in Chicago, like um, drinking beers and and watching a a Bears game with the, with a talking an accent. I, I actually wait. Uh, ta- I can't talking. Ah, oh, shit, man. Ugh, you know what? Caps, you almost had it. You were almost there. You almost had it. It was. It was a perfect, perfect run. It was sad. That was almost like watching. Um, that was almost like watching Wicked Slams. You think so? I, damn it. You know it's weird. Like I can't. Like now. I, now all I want to do is try to do it. Do that accent. The bears. You know, you go, oh, there I am. Okay, so so what you're going to do is, uh, you know, it's like, oh, Kumar, you know, you can't, you, can't, you don't know what to do when you're here in Chicago. I'm trying to show you how to do all the stuff, but you're, but you're just screwing it all up. And Kumar's like, he's like, he's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to do his voice because doing a voice would be considered racist. And um, I really did think that... um. You know, Harold and Kumar was a funny show. Back in the day, I just thought it was funny when when a guy comes into another culture and it's like, 
you know, he doesn't understand everything. So, like, he's a fish out of water. Like, all the stuff that we think of as normal, he's like, I've never seen this before. This is not from my country, my country of Mipos. And then, like, we kind of love Kumar for just his, like, um, his small town ways. And we kind of see that how our society being city snobby dickheads is all wrong. Seeing it through Kumar's eyes, seeing it through, you know, a perspective that is untainted by the cynicism of a place like Chicago. You know, we're always doing all this stuff in Chicago and we're never realizing that we, we got to slow down and be a little more like Meepos. So, so now when Bri Polar suggests that Bill and Ted meet Harold and Kamar, I think this is maybe one of the best ideas. And it could only come from a brilliant mind like Bri Polar. So thanks so much for that. So we have a few more suggestions. And listen, we... We su- we uh, succeeded in doing an hour, so we could really almost save these. But uh, Matata, by the way, Matata is a great, great friend of the show. Love Matata. In fact, Matata was one of the original Patreon subscribers. Um, and Matata is such a great fan friend of the show, and he's always been a fan of grading animals. And, like, you know, sometimes you you really are grateful for the people who have your back. And all the people who suggested and all the people who listened to this show and um, who have been with me through this whole thing, um, what about me? What about me? I've been with you. Are you going to give me a shout out? Well, Spencer, you're a, you're a co-host, so I feel like, what, are you needy? Do you need to be told that um, you're good? Sometimes. Well, Spencer, listen, I wouldn't, I, I got you from, you know, I had heard about you a long time before I invited you on the show, but I had heard about all the animals you discovered, and I gave you a shout-out on on grading animals when I did the the Baird's Beaked Whale, and then we started emailing, and then I was like, you got to come on the show. I need I need to have you on the show. And, um, dude, I, I fucking, I couldn't do this without you. Thanks, man. You know, sometimes I'm so aggressive, and it's because I'm I'm just protecting my own sensitivity. You know, we all have ways of coping, you know. Not everyone, everyone is flawed and everyone um, will break upon their flaws. And, um, you know, it's it's just the way of things. It's just called growing. Maybe, we, like, maybe as we break on our flaws, we'll be sanded down like a like a, a hard rock that's weathered by, by time. But, um, you know, along the way, time goes slow, at least for me. Time goes moment by moment, day by day. Uh, time is not fleeting for me, and so we have to slowly open as time weathers and wears out and turns our flaws into understanding. And then, even then, we will still be ragged rocks. Wow, now this is a good riff. I'm going to hit this button. Very good, caps. All right, cool. Um, anyway, so Matata has a few suggestions. He says wine. What's, what's a good wine? And not to be a poser... Uh, even though I did steal this from the movie, um, from the movie Sideways, Sideways, but I'm gonna say that Pinot Noir, it's a great red wine, and the reason why is because it doesn't give you as much headaches as heavier like Merlot and um, and Cabernet, and that's just my taste. So I'm gonna say Pinot Noir is my favorite wine. Uh, Matata also says pencils versus pens. 
All right, this is a great question. I'm a pencil guy. Here's my here are my favorite pencils. I'm going to say Tombow. Tombow is my number 1 type of pencil. I'm going to say the B series I really love, 6B, 4B, 3B, 2B, HB, B, all of those I have gone through. I actually have a a, a little um bowl at my parents' house that's filled with Tombow pencils that have been sharpened down to like the edge tip. That's just because I I took a lot of drawing classes and um you know, I just wore those pencils down. They're great. Tombow Tombow Mono specifically. The Tombow Mono. And you can get those at Blick, you can get those at art stores, you can order them. Great pencil. Now, if we're talking about colored pencil, that if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say Prismacolor Premier. Prismacolor Premier wax pencils are a truly unique thing. And I have only been turned on to them since I've been working at the special needs school. I'll be honest. I used to think that colored pencils were bullshit and I didn't like them. Now, I can't even believe I felt like that for so long. I have been opened to the world of colored pencils. And um, yes, but I've never tried... The Faber-Castell colored pencils, which I hear are, I hear they're good, but nothing beats these wax pencils, man. They are bright as hell. Um, now, uh, I have one more pencil to, to tell you about. I'm going to say Derwent Ink Tents are the best watercolor pencils. Um, and that's not, that a lot of people feel that way. I don't know how many people feel that way. I don't know what the consensus is with watercolor pencils, but if you want a a watercolor pencil that really like opens up the color and really like gets bright as fuck, then there's nothing like Derwent uh ink tents. They are they're insane. Um I'm really really into those and um I highly recommend them. So Matata, I'm a pencils guy, but for pens, what do I got? Um, I'm going to say Microns are good. Microns are good pens, but I'm really like, I'm not good with pens. I think that like, I'm not a good inker. I don't, it's not my strong suit. I feel anxious whenever like I have to think of inking something. And I almost think that like, I'm too obsessive with when I'm when I draw in pencil I'm a little too obsessive and I'll overwork everything until it's like broken um which is like a symbolic aspect of like how maybe my creative process is too but um yeah so I think I would love to take a class on inking uh but for right now the micron pens I can understand them and at least I know how to like assign my line value if I'm going to do a drawing. So yeah, I'm going to say that pencils win over pens in my book. And those are my pencil recommendations. And also, while we're on the subject of pencils, I want to give a shout out to Derwent's. Uh, has, Derwent has this amazing pencil sharpener. And I know this is like really excellent content, but hold on a second. I have to get the box just because I want to share this with you. Hold on.
Thanks for waiting. Um, yeah, so I wanted to tell you about this, and I'm, this is not an ad, but I wanted to tell you about the Derwent Superpoint Manual. It's a manual pencil sharpener, a lot like the ones that you remember, maybe, if you're old enough, like the turns, the turning ones from elementary school that have that big gear inside of it, uh, a helical blade, it's called. But this Superpoint Manual is a new, modern type of pencil sharpener, and what it does is... It has this front part that comes out like a clip and it holds the pencil in place so you don't have to put pressure on the pencil. And then you turn the grinder on the back and it just goes for like one and a half revolutions and it gives you an incredibly narrow, super sharp point. And I've never seen a sharpener like this before and I bought it because I have a job now and I can buy stupid shit. And... I love it. So this is a great thing. And, uh, and just to show that I'm a pencil boy. I'm all about my pencils. Okay. Now, last suggestion and last suggestion of the episode. Matata asks, least favorite animal, bugs and all creepy crawlers excluded. Excluded. Because as you know, I am no friend to bugs. Bugs can literally climb on top of my dick and suck it. If you're a bug right now, you can creepy crawler your way right over to my dick and suck it, okay? You can clamp your weird pincer mouth, like sharp, disgusting, stinger ass, whatever, you know, eight different mouths chomping things and suck my dick, okay? Because that's how I feel about bugs, all right? And other creepy crawlers. Like if you're a Portuguese man of war, you can also suck on top of my dick. You tell him, Caps. Go off, King. That's right. You creepy crawling ass bug ass future dick suckers oh mine. All right. Anyway, but uh, my least favorite animal ex- bugs in- excluded because if they if the bugs were included, my least favorite animal would be bugs. But now that they're excluded, now I got to do some thinking. Hmm. What kind of animal also do I hate? Um, it's a good question. Cuz every time I think of hating an animal, my mind immediately goes to bugs. I almost can't my my heart is so filled with bug hatred that there's almost no room for other animals in there because it's just so packed with bugs. Did you know if you grabbed all the bugs and like put them on like some type of scale, or I don't know, I don't know how you would actually do that. Maybe like on a shipping container or something like that. But if you packed a like a whole freight liner with um with all the bugs in the world somehow. There would be like, it would fill the entire globe up up to the moon. Don't ask me how that works. But just suffice to say that bugs are pretty gross. And I bet you got grossed out just thinking of all those bugs right now. So, Matata, I really wish you didn't say that I had to not pick bugs. Because all I can think about is bugs now. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to answer that question. I'm going to have to think about it. And you know what I can't do on this podcast? Think about something. I have to just say it. Because if I stop and think about it, 
that's a one-way ticket to wanting to turn the episode off because I forgot to talk for like 10 seconds. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. I feel like this is a real good one. And um, thanks, Spencer Fullerton Baird. My pleasure. It's always it's always good to come on here and wait for you to uh, kick it to me for, for a little bit. Well, anytime. And thanks to all of you, and see you next week.